Welcome to Digest and Invest, the podcast from eToro that brings you the top financial stories and discusses their effects on the markets. This podcast is for educational purposes and should not be taken as investment advice. Make sure you understand the risks involved in trading before committing any capital and never risk more than you're prepared to lose. Past performance is not an indication of future results. And now onto the podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Dylan Holman, and joining me is seasoned trader Henry Ward, who had over 10 years' experience in the markets. Hello, everyone. How are you? This week, we'll be discussing Bitcoin, AstraZeneca, and the stimulus package. First things first, though, Henry, how's your week been? Yeah, the week's been been pretty good. Um, we've now had a, a, a slow, slow kind of upward movement in the in the stock market, so the, the New York, New York Stock Exchange, so which means um, or the Nasdaq, which means that anyone who has some tech stocks is starting to recover. So um, whether you bought at the dip or whether you got in at the very bottom, whether you got in slightly before the bottom, you now should either be green or getting closer to green. Anyone who bought at the top then has to sit for a little while. But the way it's looking, it'll probably get back in the next in the next 10 days or so. And that's as a result of one of the topics from today, which is the stimulus package. So let's crack on with topic number one, which is Bitcoin. So been an interesting couple of weeks for Bitcoin. The price has gone from 49000 up to an all-time high of $61,000. And then as of today, it's back around kind of the mid-50s level. What's causing this price movement? Well, the, the thing is, is that you have a lot of people jumping into the market. You have, you have just the sentiment is bullish. So when the sentiment is bullish, you have, you have a lot of movements. Now, one of the things that we're seeing is there's a lot of people jumping in on it. And one of the negative things about the likes of this is, is that we've have seen a, a 25% jump in the last seven days of the price. So it, it's gone from 49K up to 61K and then back down to 55K again. And that's pretty wild for something that is, is supposed to be used for transactions. Now, the problem I'm finding with the likes of, likes of the movements, and then people like to use the word volatile, and I just hate that word. It's, it's movement. And as a trader, we want movement. But the problem with this is at the moment is that a lot of companies are not taking it massively serious as, a, as an actual product where we can actually buy and sell on it. People are looking at it as an investment as opposed to using it in relation to our placement for fiat. But we have the likes of Elon Musk who has come out and he has tweeted again. Um, and with the likes of these tweets, we have again had the likes of Bitcoin rally the, off the back of the tweets. Yeah, I mean, Elon Musk or Tesla, should I say, have made more money from Bitcoin than they have from selling their cars. So uh, that's pretty impressive in itself. Yeah, he, he came out and I think he came out and um, he put, um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember the tweet, but he record, he changed his name to um, King of Tech. Um, and uh, his CFO uh, was something of, of kind, um, Lord of Kind, or something like that. I can't remember what the second one was, but they were the two tweets that he came out with. I mean, there has been this price movement, and that's well, because of a number of reasons. You know, there's the stimulus package, which again we'll talk about in a minute, um, which has meant that people want to hedge the US dollar with Bitcoin. But also, as you say, there's lots of huge companies now, like the Teslas, where they are seeing it as a viable use case moving forward. And, and so you have to take it seriously now as an investment. 
the thing is with investment we can all take it serious because we we can we can see the value in in buying and holding on to it i just said in in the last the last time we there was a 25 percent jump in seven days so as an investor that's absolutely brilliant but if we're talking about as a use case or a viable option to likes of the us dollar or the euro or gbp or any of those it, the, the problem with the likes of this is is that if you're say a barista who has who has um coffee shop and you're wanting to someone to pay for a coffee now coffee is only going to be three or four quid so this is this is this is huge for you so you're coming in paying much of bitcoin and bitcoin at the time was at 61k and then if it drops down to the 40,000 again that's a 25% drop or 30% drop in it whereas the barista then they're going to pay for something a little later on and the problem is, is that they have now what 25% off the value of what they've just charged the customer coming in. So as in use case in that particular scenario, it needs to settle down. And this will settle down the more investors come in, the more market cap it grows, the more sustainable te- technology becomes. So moving forward into the future, yes, this will come much more sustainable. At the present moment, it, it, it's not massively now the big question, and if you if you're listening to any diehard uh, cryptocurrencies, whether it will replace fiat. Now that is that is the big question. A lot of the argument is as well, how do you replace the thing that is you're valued against? But it has happened years ago, and we have gold, and we have fiat, we have bartering with, with with cows, and we had gold and silver. So it it has happened previously. It, it could happen again very very easily. Also, it doesn't have to replace, say, the US dollar or the pounds. It could just become the internet's money. Absolutely, and I could run alongside. Absolutely, could run alongside it, and and then if that's the if that's the case, then we have we have huge upside for both of them. Okay, and then in terms of the price, so as we said, it reached an all-time high of sixty-one thousand. Then it's back to around the fifty-five thousand mark as time of recording this podcast. You always talk about pullback, love a pullback. <laughs> and so is this a big enough pullback or do you think that it's got more to retrace? Well, see, this is the this is the thing is that there's not a whole lot of markets at the minute that are trending as nicely as Bitcoin. It's just, it's one of those that you can literally, you could literally map it out. It's, it's extremely, extremely predictable at the moment. And that's, that's, that's all anyone is ever looking for as an investor, something that is pretty predictable. Now, if we get a trend line underneath um, the lows of this year, okay, we can see it's come back nicely. So if we're using the likes of that, there is a low and about $53,000. And that's that's where I'd expect it to come back to. Now, obviously, I'd love it to come back to the 40000 mark again. And if it come back to that now with all, everyone, done, everyone and their, their son would jump into it <laughs> and uh, start, start piling into it. But I can't see a jump coming back that far because if it comes back to about the 43,000 mark, we have a nice trend line there and I do expect it then to kick off from there again. Now, where it will go to, who knows? There's no there's no ceilings at the minute. It could very easily hit the 100,000 before the end of the year or even the way it's going 200,000 by the end of the year, but only time will tell. Great. And then let's move on to topic two then, which is AstraZeneca. So all last year we were saying what a hot stock this is. However, it's under a, a lot of pressure in March, with several European countries reportedly suspending its rollout due to concerns with um, blood clots. 
Yeah, the AstraZeneca have continued to defend the vaccine, saying there's no evidence of linking between the blood clots. And according to CNN, Europe and UK regulations have have said rolling out schemes have, have uh, 15 countries have suspended it. So, but they're they're saying that there's there's still no link between the two of them. Now, when we look at the the likes of the data, it's in England and the likes of the European Union. We've had 17 million people who have taken the taken the vaccine. Now, when we look at there's there's been 40 recorded blood clot cases. Now, AstraZeneca has claimed that if you take 17 million people you're going to have about 40 cases of blood clots anyway. So whether you have taken the the vaccine or you haven't taken the vaccine. So unfortunately, it's sort of become an argument between AstraZeneca versus the rest of the world. And, And was it, is it fake news? Is it reality? And at the moment, no one actually has the data to back this up. Yeah, 40 cases out of 17 million doesn't seem an awful lot. Well, it's still being rolled out in the UK, isn't it? So uh... yeah, but it's it's UK and and Europe are still rolling it out. But you know, in fourteen, fifteen countries have suspended it. And I just did to give I was because uh, I know a little bit about the likes of the Irish cases and and Ireland have paused it just on the back of the test results or what's happening in Norway, because that was where that's where the biggest spike of blood clots has happened. So a, a lot of countries are just going well. Let's see how it goes first. Let's see what's what comes first before we can go forward. And how has its share price been affected by this news? Well, see, the, the share price hasn't really moved at all. If we look at it at the beginning of the year, it was at $49.96. Um, and if we look at it now, it's at $50.24. So this stock really hasn't moved this year so far in the last three months. So it, it hasn't been good or hasn't been bad for it. But if we look over over the last, say, since mid-July last year, the stock is actually down 22%. So if you're someone who's a technical trader, you can draw a channel from, from July across the chart. And you can actually see it, it's pinging, it's bouncing between a channel. And when it hits a ceiling, it drops. And when it hits the floor, it bounces back up. So, so what needs to happen for things to turn around for the company? Yeah, so they had they had big problems with the distribution of, of how to how to store the vaccine and so on and so forth, and it's been one negative story after the other. Now things were not going to get better for the British Swedish company. You have the new strain coming out, and whether it comes down to which vaccine responds best or, or can can actually react best to the likes of the new strains. Let's be clear: is that there is no verified link between vaccines and blood clots which appears to be a similar race in people when they haven't taken the jab. Now, obviously, a lot of, lot of countries have taken the stance of, well, we'll better not take the, take the chance on this. But the long-term prospects of this is not very good. What we have to do is just wait and see, can we, can we get a, a point where it is actually proven that this is not part and parcel of it? And again, is this, is this just negative news because of the row between Europe and the UK? Because that's where actually most of this argument started coming from is because um, Europe wanted more access to the, to the vaccine from uh, Oxford and, and England were saying, no, well, we're first come, first serve, and we were first in the queue. So uh, is, is that where the, the negative news has come from? Okay, let's move on to topic three then, which is the stimulus package. So after $1.9 trillion worth of stimulus package that the US government has put into the country, what does this mean for the markets? 
Well, we need to look at this a little bit. We in the UK, we have this furlough scheme or helicopter money, as it's as it's known. So in the US, they don't have that. Their their furlough scheme is actually unpaid. So you're actually being unpaid to stay at home. And and in March 2020, Donald Trump signed a two trillion dollar coronavirus bill into law. The, the largest emergency spend measure in the country's history. Now, most of that came from the federal pandemic unemployment compensation. Now, what that means is that it was not given to people, but it was given to the likes of corporations. It was given in the likes of a stimulus check here and there to try and stop people being laid off unemployed. So if you're a business owner or a company, what would happen is that you'd be incentivized, whether it is with money or loans or given tax credits to actually keep people employed. And also then anyone who was on benefits was supplemented with a 300 per week top up on the on their benefits as well. So it, it, it's not it's it's not the same as what's happened here in the UK. Now, reading reports, many analysts are speculating that a lot of people, instead of putting this money back into the cash registers, they're actually going to choose putting their money into stocks. Now, who, who do you think are going to be the big winners in all of this? Yeah, well, the, the, the big winners in all this is have to be the likes of the big blue chip companies, the likes of the Apples, the Teslas of this world, because people will spend it eventually. Now, whether it is going out and actually buying new technologies, whether it's like a new car or new phones, or whether they actually invest in companies and blue chip companies that are, are going from strength to strength. And again, it falls back to, um, I'll just look at my portfolio here. We I invested in Tesla in the, the last pandemic um, and March, and it's, it's now up 278% of my, of my original investments. Now, if people jump in now and it has the same type of returns, then obviously the big winner is Tesla. Why? Because that means people are investing in the same with Apple. Apple, Apple is up 86% from, from that at first investment. And so again, it comes down to the big winners here are going to be the big conglomerates, the ones, the blue chip companies, the ones that everyone knows and that are doing well anyway. And what about the currencies markets? You know, there's a lot of money being pumped into the US economy. How has that affected things like USD? Well, see, previously we saw US dollar drop like a stone one because you're diluting the, the actual currency itself. So it, the value itself has got has got weaker. Then you have the likes of the unemployment rate. It, it skyrocketed as well. So you had dollar getting weaker. Now, if we look at over the last seven days, we've had a little bit of a spike on, on dollar. But remember, we've had so many false stones on dollar getting stronger that we just have to wait and see. Uh, we'll, we'll wait for it to, to break the head and shoulders pattern, break the neck, and then we can go, yes, it's in a downward trend. And if anyone doesn't know what a head and shoulders pattern is, uh, go to the eToro Trading School and watch one of my webinars. I'll go through it, actually stick it into Google and find out what it is. And what should people be keeping an eye on then to see if the stimulus package is going to have the effect that the US government wants it to? Well, as, a, as of the last four days, we've seen now four buying bars in a row. Okay, that is that is quite that is quite important. But for me, it's is the S and P's at a record high, the Dow's at a record high. Now the difference is is the Nasdaq is not. So what we'll have to see is the Nasdaq making a record high. And once the Nasdaq makes a record high, that's when. I will have confidence that this is now not just a false move, but what generally happens when the likes of these 
these things happen or once we get a a shallow move or people are not massively confident about it, it goes up and it hits forms a double top. And once a double top is formed, we get a pretty big drop from a double top. So it has to make a higher high and then retest that previous high. And that's that would be the ideal entry for me. But that means that the, the market still has to grow another eight or nine percent to get there. Where some people look at going, well, Henry, I've missed out on nine percent. Yes, you have, but in the grand scheme of things, over the next 12 months, the next 24 months, the next 36, next 10 years, 9% is not really going to make any difference to you. Great. Well, that's it for this week's podcast. Before we wrap it up, is there anything else that people should be watching? Yeah, well, look, keep an eye on the likes of, of dollar and the likes of oil. The US, are the, they, they have decided not to pump out more barrels of oil, which means CAD as a currency has got much, much stronger. That is now the strongest currency out there this week. Then we have the likes of US dollar potentially turning with this stimulus package. But yeah, for me, the, the two big ones at the moment is oil and CAD. Thanks everyone for listening to this week's podcast. You can learn more about the markets on Henry's weekly webinar, which you can find by going onto Google and typing in eToro Trading School. We shall see you next week. Thanks a lot. Thanks everyone. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Digest and Invest by eToro. For more information, visit eToro.com.